With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening or watching this latest episode of Turfcast Podcast with me, Joe Redmond, and my good friend, Simon Talner. I do, mate. You all right? Well, thanks, you. Yeah, not bad, not bad. We are fresh from the emotion of the Fulham game. Yeah. Um, we're both working, to be fair. That's why... Um, Johnny Tate and Kieran Phillips, big shout out to them too, especially Johnny Tate. Kieran Phillips will let me say that, but he also did it to be fair. And he, if you weren't for Johnny, uh, that wouldn't have been on. And it was the first time we were doing it. And it's not something that he, he, he sort of normally does. Like me and Simon, you know, we, we, we do this sort of stuff. So when Simon steps in, it's just water and ducks back. Uh, so big shout out to uh, Tate for doing that. And, you know, it were really appreciated. And we managed to get the watch along on uh, because of that. But we're not going to talk about the full game just yet. Um, we are obviously going to do the Crystal Palace game first, but first, before we do all that, let's get all the housekeeping out of the way, uh, as you can see at the bottom of your screen if you're watching on YouTube, and if you're a regular listener, you will know that we are, of course, sponsored by Pitch Sport. It is uh, an app, a football fan hub, um, they like to call it, um, and it's because you can go on there and chat to other football fans, you can put your predictions up for games, you can respond to questions that uh, myself and other podcasters put up, you can pick your team, you can... Uh, just answer loads of questions, do loads of stuff on it, to be honest. And um, our Irish friend, Quilter, um, will be glad to know that it's now in the Irish um, app store, if you're an Irish claret. And it has been for a few weeks, but the point I'm making is that Quilter had a few issues with it. He was putting his responses into the Fantan question, and I weren't reading them out. And he got in touch, and he was like, are my responses just shit, and you're ignoring them, or you're not even seeing them? I said, I'm not seeing them. So I got in touch with the people, and uh, they've sorted it now. So Quilter, I have seen your response this week, so please feel free to get more in if you are abroad. Um, 
But yeah, just before we do get on to Palace game, actually, um, I've not actually got a drink in your hand. What are you drinking? Uh, seven up. Seven up. God, sir, I thought it was going to be something good. With some whiskey at the bottom oh. of it. Well, yeah, that's better. <laughs> whiskey and lemonade, you dick. Seven up. <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. I'm on the uh, a homage to Chris Wood. Not New really Zealand. sure why. He's not played for a while. A New Zealand flavourly ale. I had a USA one last night. That's my that's my beer, but because they're only small cans, I've got two out, and that's my one for for later in the podcast. Don't even know. Arcade for beer works. Um, and no, we aren't sponsored by Flavourly. I just thought I like to chat about beers because I like a good beer. Simon's on whiskey. Um, I'm on I'm on the beer. Right then, moving on. Obviously, we've had two games this week: um, a Palace away trip. Away victory and a convincing one, and of course the one that we've already mentioned, uh, the Fulham draw at Turf Moor, which took place at the time of recording two nights, just a couple of hours ago, uh, in fact. Um, but yeah, we'll go back to the Palace game, uh, Crystal Palace nil, Burnley three. Um, and although I had us down as winning that game, and I said, didn't I? I thought I thought we'd win all three of these games. Obviously, that's been proven incorrect now. I did not. That performance just came out of nowhere. It was not. Uh, a typical Burnley Premier League performance where it's gritty and ground out and, you know, a set-piece header, similar to Palace last season. This season, it was fast-paced, it was good passing, it were attacking on the wings with Loughton and, uh, sorry, Loughton, uh, and even Peters. Peters put a good crossing for the first goal, so, you know, they both did the bit, but Loughton was just incredible. But, yeah, Crystal Palace, nil, Burnley three, Simon, go. Um, oh, I said, we said it, didn't we, in the watch long? It, it was one of them games where... So like, we have to acknowledge how bad Palace were, first and yeah. foremost. Like, they were poor, but you still have to be present. You still have to be sort of up there with your game to make sure that you take advantage of a poor performance from an yeah, opposition team. And what was it, 2 nearly inside the first 15 minutes? Inside the first 10 minutes, if I remember rightly. Or, or, or in the 10th, 11th minute, we scored that second goal. And uh, and we were flying, mate. And from that, on, that point on... I thought that they, that was going to be sort of like a ground out 2-0, maybe holding on and, and, and you know, man down the fences. We, we're going to be barricading themselves in here because they're going to come at us, but they just didn't. And then we come out the second half and I said the same thing again. They're going to get, there's going to be a massive 10 minutes now where we need to sort of keep them out and then hopefully grind out this two. Kim went and scored, didn't we? And, you know, the Chesterfield Cafu, as you aptly named him, on Turfcast, which is a belter of a nickname, he he's just continued that form and excelled it to another level in that game. It was unbelievable and got in team of the week, I think, in the Premier League as well. Yeah, well, he, he didn't just get in team of the week. He was named the Who Scored Player of the Week, and I don't ever remember. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure a Burnley player has been named that at some other point. Excuse me, especially the likes of Tarky and Pope last season. But um, I've never seen a, a Burnley player be given that. I've, I must have missed it if they had. But but yeah, let, let's talk about Lawton because. Obviously, you know him. I've met him a few times through you. Obviously, done the interview on Turfcast as well. Uh, and he was getting some stick last season. I know we've done this already, but I want to do it again because he were absolutely insane. And he played okay again tonight against Fulham. He went all Chesterfield Cafu tonight. Um, but I think I think Fulham didn't really let him do that. But he still played well. Um, but yeah, he's got some stick in, in a few years. And even when I put a tweet out a few weeks ago when his form started picking up... Um, Someone shared it and put something like, oh, and I know I've said this already in the podcast, but I want to say it again because I've proven even more right with this performance against Palace. Said, oh, you know, lads had a couple of good games and, and stuff like that, and now everyone's singing his praises. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is how, how good it is to see him playing well again, uh, considering some of the, the stick that he got over the last few seasons, last season, yeah. really. 
Yeah, yeah. To echo what you're saying, really, it, it frustrates me a little bit because he's had probably half to maybe a full, if you're being super critical, season where you could question um, his performances, but certainly not his commitment and certainly not over the five years has he been anything other than a good player for us. But this last sort of 10 games, he's been exceptional. He's been another level. Uh, and it's buzzing to see. Obviously, I like people doing well, especially it's like anyone. If you know him, doesn't matter what job it is, you want to see your mates do well. So I'm buzzing for him that way. As a Burnley fan, it's exciting. It's somewhat, it's, we've got two wing-backs now. We've got Charlie Taylor come back for the Fulham game. We've got yeah. uh, Matt Lawton. If, them two, if Matt Lawton can continue his form, Charlie Taylor pick up where he left off, you know, we're a serious threat again like we used to be. Uh, because most of our goals in previous years have come from wing-backs uh, crossing the ball or Westy dropping back and, and doing a deep cross. always comes from them positions. So it's, it's amazing and, and I'm buzzing for him. And it's good to see him getting the accolade because that match at Day did it. You said who scored did it. He's got in the Premier League thing. And then the fans are now responding to that and, and voting for him in Turkas man of the match, where I never see that much positivity towards him. So it's good to see. Well, he's the first player this season to win the Turf Cast, the prestigious Turf Cast Man of the Match award, two games in a row. He is oh. the first person to do that. So that just shows that he's definitely turned his form around. And one thing I want to I ask you, and now you know me, I never even ask you in person, never mind on the podcast, the sort of things that like, these people say to you when they're cutting their own stuff. Probably so, not in the podcast, live. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not. What I'm going to ask you is... Like obviously, because his his form's picked up massively recently, and obviously yeah. it's good to see. And it's not that long ago, only two three months ago, uh, a little bit more than that as well in the summer, where Burley were being linked to young right backs, uh, and you know there's no smoke without fire. So the the, the chances are Burnley were looking at these young backs, whether it's somebody to replace Matty or to bring somebody in uh, when Bart for when Bardo leaves, and and then bring Matty in, uh, sorry, phase Matty out over the next couple of years and bring this guy in. Now, has he ever sort of like let on to you that it, it was a, a, a worry that Burnley were looking at any any right-backs or anything and that might have then spurred him on to... to it's a positive sort of like question. It, it's sort of like I'm trying to say that maybe he's looked at that and rather than getting his head down at some players' will, it spurred him on to, to do better and that's why we're seeing these performances now. I honestly don't think that is the case because he's not. if it is, he hasn't, it hasn't been made clear or mentioned to me and... and it, to be fair, if it was, I'd probably just dismiss the question. But because it hasn't, I can answer it and say, no, I've not heard anything like that. But what what seems to be the case for me is it's not... I don't know what you think, but when people like someone who can just put a challenge in and so people like the, the, you know, the, the hard man at Burnley, that's what we seem to like. But with Matt, I think that now that the right midfield, which was Gunnarsson or Brady, have been coming back, helping out defensively more. It's giving him a bit more confidence and freedom to push on forward. So I don't necessarily think it's all down to Matt that his performances have got better. I think it's down to the fact that maybe there's a bit more trust or maybe there's a bit more effort being put in by the right mid. I don't know which one the answer is. But in his head, I'm sure he knows. And there's something that's tweaked and, it, and it's good to see either way. And I know this is something I can say because you said it yourself on the podcast. I think you said it last week or the week before. Yeah. Last season, he was playing with injections in his toe, his, one of his toes or something. So, And then now this season, he isn't. So it could just be a case of, you know, last season, he just wasn't 100%, whereas now he's starting to feel 100% again and he can finally find that form now that he's finally back to 100%. Well, I was nervous when uh, Raheem brought him down and he rolled his ankle, mate. And I thought, 
oh, for fuck's sake, you know, because he's, he's had an issue with that foot before. But no, he's, he's come out of that a better player. I don't know what it was that's done it. Maybe it's like that film, you know, that kid with a baseball arm and he throws and breaks his arm and then he ends up having this like world of throw. Maybe he's <laughs> yeah. like that. Fair enough. But yeah, he's, he's been fantastic recently as lot, And it's, it's um, you know, like I said, it's it's fantastic to see because... Um, you know, he's, yeah, exactly, and he, and he's and he's a good lad as well. So uh, it's good to see. Well, but he, he went the only in one. Interview, he said it, didn't on. he? He said, "I never want to leave." But well, he didn't say, "I never want to leave." But he said, uh, "There's there's no reason." Want, why he wants to end that career, his career at, at, at Burnley. He wants yeah. to end his career, but he loves it. His kids love it, and I think that Burnley fans doing this sort of praise for him now buzzes me out as much as it probably does you when you hear players like that say that they love it at the club. You, the last thing you want to hear is them getting slated so yeah he's he's amazing for him yeah but he wasn't the only one that played well on Saturday um the standout performers for me were obviously Lawton I thought Tarky played well without ever really having to do too much but everything he had to do was solid I thought the front two were class um Jay especially I got a bit of stick for not putting him on putting him on the man of the match Paul um but that's just because I thought Barnes Barnes did more. I know Jay scored and assisted, so I'm going to sound stupid here. Um, but over the course of the game, I thought Barnes did a lot of stuff really, really well. Like he, he, he won a lot of fouls and stuff like that and brought the play down. Just doing what Barnes does. And it was just good to see Barnes doing that because we haven't seen him do that for a while. And at the time, it was good to see JBG back and JBG play well. But obviously since then, um, it, obviously when we're going to the Fulham game, we'll talk talk about him. He's gone off injured again. Hopefully it's not too serious, but it probably is. It's going to be six weeks minimum. It always is with bloody uh, Johan. But but a lot of good performances all over the pitch. Yeah, it's, um, it was the best performance of the season by a mile. The fact, for many reasons, it were away from home. No individual sort of poor performances. Um we clicked in every department. Nick Pope still had three or four saves to make. I mean, granted, you'd, you'd expect him to save them, but that's because the defence is doing its job as well. So there's a, there's a positive in that. Defence has done its job. They forced a, a shit shot or a shot from outside the box, which you would expect Nick to save, and he did. And, you know, I'm, I've just got the, um, what do you call it, City game on behind me, and Pickford's just had a rocket of fire at him, and it's gone through his hand. And I'm not saying that was an error by any stretch of the imagination, but from outside the box doesn't necessarily mean the keeper's definitely going to save is what I'm saying. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, that's what we thought uh, of the, uh, the the game down at Sellers Park. Crystal Palace, nil Burnley 3. But let's hear what the Burnley fans have to think with uh, fan reaction. Heath and Martin, New Zealand Clarets checking in after the game. Well, um, I'm looking forward to the Burnley game later on today. No, I wait. What time is it? Wait, wait, we've just played, Martin. That was it? That was us. I thought it was Man City in yellow. No, 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 that was us. 3 oh. 0 away at Crystal Palace. Thank you very much. We'll take that. In all seriousness, what a magnificent performance. Brilliant. You know, we had a great performance, second half against Villa, second half against Brighton. But I think that capped it. Uh, let's not talk about the Bournemouth game. Oh, no. We can bin that one. But um, actually, if you think about it, the second half we played against Brighton, yep. we just carried on from there. Absolutely. The structure was good. I'm trying to think of any weaknesses, any uh, players that didn't come to the party. I can't really think of anybody. No. I mean, McNeil gave it up in some dangerous places earlier on, which he's apt to do. But um, He was good in the second half. Great though. in the second half. Um, I was extremely pleased with the way J-Rod operated up front. J-Rod had a good game, yeah. no doubt about that. Um, they, they all played well. They all yeah. played really, really well. Uh, Taki was, uh, again, brilliant at the back. Yeah. Um, but... 
Matty Lawton. I mean, what a goal! What a goal! Uh, and he's been arguably our one of our best players for quite yes. a while now. Uh, every game he seems to be having a, you know, he's playing really well. That'll be on the world highlight reel this week. He put his, he, he, he was trying a few of those in the first half. He was trying to get forward more, which is good to see. Uh, but that was a, a really, really good finish. Uh, a lovely chip as well over from J-Rod. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he set it up for him he beautifully. Yeah. Uh, first goal, I couldn't believe 2-0 up, away from home, inside 10 minutes. Wow. Goodness me, you know, I was pinching myself. I was. So, but no, it was a fantastic performance and um, we really need the three points. And Palace, I, Palace were poor. Yeah, you know, how much of it was them being poor? I've got to think that they were poor than, poorer than they usually are. Well, yeah. poorer than they typically are. Mm. Uh, but you've got, to, you've got to hand it to the, the staff and the players for putting a performance like that together, a full 90 minutes. Yeah. We're not just talking second half, a full 90 minutes. That's probably one of the best performances of the season, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. Um, everyone played really well. Yeah. Um, Goodmanson, great goal, a fantastic finish for the first goal. Very encouraged, very encouraging, and um, boy, if we get three points at home against Fulham on Wednesday night. Yeah. Brilliant. You know, we're, uh, we're edging really towards safety now. Okay. Uh, Brilliant result. Thanks very much, guys. Uh, goodbye from New Zealand. Fucking get in. What a win. Uh, great performance today. Uh, I think that's performance of the season, uh, if I'm honest. 3-0 um, away at Palace is a, is a fantastic result. You know, some really good individual performances, but overall, you know, a fantastic team performance. Uh, I thought uh, Matty Lawton was fantastic today. Again, um, since he signed his new contract, you know, I think he's been outstanding. Um, defended well again today and got forward uh, again brilliantly uh, down that wing and what a cracking goal um, you know if, if any big players from any top four top six have scored that we'd, they'd be raving about it on match it day and rest at um, social media for you know for months uh, great finish for a lot and well pleased for him um, so pleased for Dash and the boys you know it's uh, it's been a long season you know with what's going on in pandemic and that and there's been ups and downs and I think you were. I think a lot of fans were displeased with the other night against Bournemouth. You know, I thought Dash took a bit of unfair stick for feeling the side he did. I thought he he fielded a strong enough side to win that game, but you know we we didn't play well the other night. But all forgotten about now. Uh, Premier League's a priority and has to be. Um, really fancies to push on now and not just not just scrape rele uh, relegation, but you know um, finish as high as we can. You know we're only ten points away from Spurs. We're further away from top six than we are away from you know that we are away from bottom three. So onwards and upwards, Clarets. You know, massive game Wednesday now against Fulham. You know, I think if if we beat them, I think it's put to bed. Um, I think we're up. We're staying up. I'm confident we're going to stay up anyway. You know, I think it's going to be them bottom three that go down. But you know, regarding today's performance, absolutely fantastic, great result, some brilliant performances, and we kick on again. Have a good weekend, Clarets. Enjoy. Not a bad result for Hoof FC today, huh? Anti-football FC, whatever, pub side team today from a kid I saw. Uh, man, what a what a game for everybody from the start. We were just going at it from the very beginning. We just, on the front foot, we were look, just looked a better team throughout the whole game. Palace didn't show up. Um, they didn't have Zaha. They are a bad team without Zaha, clearly. Um, and Matt Lowden, wonder goal. Uh, simply just beautiful I, 
he, wow, this is great. <laughs> what a hit goal of the year by far, so far. Um, massive three points. Got us three points farther from Fulham. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough for those bottom three, any of them, to come out of those of those spots. Uh, I think we're definitely safe. I thought we were safe from the beginning. Um, yeah, I mean, just what a great performance for everybody. Um, Matt Lowton, my man of the match. J-Rod gets scoring a goal. It was nice to see. Dwight getting assist. Awesome. Goodmanson scoring goals again. It's awesome. Just every, everybody. Just great performance. Um, ben Mee looks like he might be okay, which is a good positive sign. Um, concerned about Peters. He did get picked up a knock, it looks like. So hopefully Taylor's back soon or something. But we are... Got some injuries piling up. Hopefully they're not all too serious. But I think we'll be all right this year. Clarets, um, you know, once we get in the 30, get in the 30s for points, we're going to be all right because I, I think 30 points will keep you up this year. Those, those bottom three teams are bad. Um, let's beat Fulham on Wednesday. We beat Fulham. We're definitely safe. I think this win made us safe for sure. But massive points. Massive win, best performance of the year as well. Uh, Loton, man of the match. This is all around great team performance. Up to Clarets, get in, lads. Afternoon, Clarets. Uh, Palace post match, uh, fantastic. Not just the result, but performance was uh, was fantastic. Especially the first sort of half an hour, forty minutes or so. I thought we were brilliant. Um, a lot, a lot more pace about the play. Um, a lot more forward. Um, whether that's because Jack Cork's back in the side, I don't know. Um, maybe he's been the missing link, but we've been certainly been a, a lot more attacking since he has. Um, good to see Gubbinson on the score sheet, although Palace were absolutely shocking. I don't want to take anything away from Burnley's performance, but I do not know how Palace are not in the relegation because they were appalling. And they seem to lose every week as well, but anyway, it's not about them. J-Rod didn't have to do much for his goal. It literally just sort of hit his head and went in, but again, now he's got one. Hopefully he goes on a bit of a run. But let's face it, it was all about Matty Lawton. What a fantastic goal. Um, prime Barcelona. Danny Alves. That's what it was. The, the the movement, taking the men on. In fact, it reminded me of gigs against Arsenal in the, in the FA Cup. Weaving in and out, barging off players. Um, the pass from J-Rod. Um, that, 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 get, that doesn't get credit it deserves. It was a, a beauty of a pass straight into his path. And he had all the time in the world to do what he wanted. And he launched it. Fantastic goal. Even he couldn't believe he'd done it. And Dash's face was quite funny as well. Uh, sort of looking in disbelief. Uh, but we did what we had to do. Um, Dash rested players midweek. We know that. And it's a bit annoying we didn't go on a cup run. But his gamble paid off, didn't it? The players looked sharp. They looked fresh. Um, so we just need to carry that momentum into the next few games. Now, if we win the next couple, um, I think we'll be fine. I can't see the bottom three changing because they are shocking. And they're not going to they're not gonna pull that many points back. But... It's, it's important to set that mark and, and if we win the next two we've done that um, and fingers crossed Ben Mee's not out too long because it looked a bit nasty that but it was uh, good to see that it was back on his feet um, I mean he's hard as nails that lad any so nothing will keep him out too long but I think by the the, the laws of the game when it's a head injury I think he has to he has to miss the next one anyway so hopefully he'll be back after that um, and Peters as well because I don't know who's going to play left back if Taylor's still out because Peters looks like it's an injury uh, to his muscle uh, but we've got to carry that momentum going forward because it was um, so good. I think we've had more shots in the last couple of games than we have all season up to this. So it, let's hope it carries on. Dare I say it's all clicking into place. Um, 
Fingers crossed. Let's push on. Up the clarets. Hey, I'm Clarence! How we doing? Anti-football, eh? So, we're a piece of piss, that word, out at Palace, eh? Bloody hell! Easy! 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 Bloody hell! I've never been so bloody, eh? Chilled out watching a Burnley game in the Premier League. God! When it's, eh? Wrapped up in first ten minutes, didn't we? Oh well, I head back on my bloody chandeliers, eh? Smoking a fag, I thought, well, that's that sorted, isn't it? I almost fell asleep, I thought, well, what a good do. Eh, easy afternoon. Now we just need to beat Fulham and West Brom and I reckon we're safe, aren't we? Should be, I don't know. Anyway, what about that bloody goal for Loughton, 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 Louts? Eh? What a belter that were, eh? Woo, nearly ripped back at net out, did it? Makes a really good sound and all, doesn't it? When it clatters back at net. Getting that extra bit of, ooh, yeah, have a bit of that! <laughs> Cracking goal. Yeah, good stuff, um. Oh, that'd be a bit of a worry though, weren't it, with Ben? Oh, bloody hell, anyway. He was getting clattered left, right, and centre in that game, eh? Oh, I don't know. It's just, he puts himself in there, don't he? Don't give a fuck. Just get that fucking ball away from my net. I don't care if you knock my fucking head off. Jesus Christ. Anyway, thank fuck he looks alright, anyway. Afterwards, a bit of a scare. It's frightening, anyway. When you see him stretching up like that, oh. The old stuff round, round their head and... But you know, they've got to do what they've got to do, haven't they, to make sure they're all right. Anyway, he's been a bad stuff into our Ben. So, I expect him back for the Fulham game. And uh, hopefully we can give them a good pelting, keep them down in the place. And uh, secure, uh, secure our Premier League status again. Eh? Alright, that's uh, about as much I'm going to say on that game, really. Too easy. Fuck all happened. We won. Piece of piss. Three goals. Brilliant. So there you have it. That was the fan reaction from Crystal Palace nil, Burnley 3. And if you're listening to this on Thursday, um, on Thursday the 18th of February, which is obviously when we'll, we'll, we'll uh, start again, when we will be releasing it, uh, then there's still time to send your fan reaction in for the Fulham game. Uh, obviously, me and Sam will talk about the Fulham game. Talking yeah, in, in a sorry, go on. The talking of the scores, by the way. Did you uh, see? I think it was Chris Borden or, or Daz Bentley, one of the two on Twitter, that shared it, where he said, uh, "Crystal Palace one, Burnley three. That was the first error that I saw in the media. No, someone, it was like quite big. It was like a BBC or or someone like that. A port Crystal Palace one, Burnley three. And then the second error was the, the the more obvious one that happens more commonly than ever. It was oh, the Barnsley one. Crystal Palace one. Barnes. Oh no, it was Barnsley. Barnsley um, against Chelsea. That in the Chelsea. Cover, Chelsea edge pass Burnley. But it about yeah, with the in the cover, didn't they? Yeah, I saw yeah. that. But yeah, that, that just reminded me then when you said the score of like, oh yeah, it was three 0 weren't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, like I said, if you are listening to this and you want to get you want to get involved in the family action, please do. All you have to do is just send your family action to turfcastpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, just you chatting about the game for uh, a minute, three minutes. Um, and I wasn't on the watch along this week, so I might be on it myself this week. I might record myself doing a family action. But actually, just talking about that, I probably will, so I'm going to talk about it in the podcast now. Um, but before we get on to that, um, 
obviously, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, we are, of course, sponsored by Pitch Sports. Um, and I've, every single week, what I do is I will send a question into the guys at Pitch, just basically asking a question. Um, they will upload it to the app, the website, whatever. Um, and then I will upload that onto uh, the Turfcast podcast social media channels, advertise it on there, and get people to go over to the app. Uh, to answer the questions. Now, what we do is if you answer the question on the app, um, we will, of course, read your response out every single time and then discuss your response. Now, I don't think I've asked Simon this question yet, and I'm going to start doing it this way. I think it's better doing it this way, putting Simon on the spot. I'm going to start throwing it. You throw it out every week. (laughs) Well, I'm going to start making this permanent then. This is now permanent. Um, (laughs) the The question I asked this week was how many points will it take for Burnley to stay in the Premier League this season? So how many points at the end of the season, so how many points in total will Burnley need to avoid um, the relegation places? Well, the first answer I would give you was 70 will keep us up. No problem. Do well on 70. But if you mean like what's the minimum to stay up as the second part context filled out for me? Because I saw the question, I'm going to be sarky and reply to it, but I thought... It's not even that funny, so I'm not bothered. But um, but you did it anyway in the podcast. We'll I did it on. anyway. Um, <laughs> on a rule of thumb, it's one point per game, isn't it? It is it, what they, they say. It's, what, it's 36 games in there in the... Uh, 36 30, points. 38. 38, 38 games, sorry. So 38 points, sorry, would be to stay up. We're, we're above that, I believe. Hang on a minute. I haven't seen the table before I start throwing out any stats. I do love a stat. Um, we Premier League table, and we currently have a grand old total of filling in words 27 points <laughs> in 24 games. You'd so, have got away with that if you didn't say it. Yeah, no, that's why I did it just to emphasize how, how well I did. Uh, 27 points in 24 games, so we're well on the way to survival. I think that every single Burnley fan should look at this and say, This was only ever about survival this year. I know we've had a couple of sevenths, and I know we've had. You know, aiming and wanting to sort of push on now to be that top half team, maybe going into Europe again. But at the end of the day, the amount of players that left in January, uh, sorry, January, at the beginning of the season, <laughs> the COVID, the lack of a summer, the lack of sort of direction with the board, where we are, are we being bought, what are we not? Survival is the optimum goal for us this year, and we're well above that. So if we can get 38 points this year, I'm buzzing with that, and I think that will be enough looking at the three teams in the relegation. Yeah. I think we probably don't even need that. Yeah, I'm going to say, I don't I don't even think we're going to need that. I think 34 at the minute. The, the only team that worries me is Fulham. Um, Sheffield United have picked up, but they're too far gone. Uh, West Brom aren't good enough. It, it, I thought when Sam come in and they got a result at Anfield, or they drew, they drew I think they drew with Liverpool. I, I can't remember. But they got a couple of decent results, and I started thinking, hey, up. Um, but no, they, they, they've been shy as well, so they're not good enough. Um, so the only thing that worries me is Fulham. But as we record this, they are eight points away from us. And if we win on Saturday, which, come on, let's be honest, we're playing West Brom, we, we should be beating West Brom, especially with Ben Mee back. Um, oh, all right, we do have a few injuries now. We are stretched to the limit. We've got Vidra out, Wood out, JBG out now as well. Um, Eric Peters out. All right, he's not first team when Taylor's there. Um, so we are pretty much stretched. But even then, 
we should be beating West Brom. All right, famous last words, but that that'll put the gap to eleven points with twelve games left, ten games left. Was it? I don't know. I can't remember exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking now, and like you know, you're looking at the forms, for example. Sheffield have lost the last two. West Brom have lost the last two out of three, drawn the other. In fact, they've lost the last three out of five and drawn two of them that I can see. That's as far back as it's showing me. But um, Fulham, you know, they, they won the other day, but they drew against us, drew before. I think they've, they've had... Yeah, seven, they, they draw specialists at the minute at uh, Fulham. They've sorry, been, 10 they're drawing draws. a lot. They're yeah, drawing so, a lot. That's, they, that's, not gonna get you out, that's not going to get you out of trouble. A draw is not going to get day, you out of trouble. They need to turn them into wins. You, you've nailed it there. At the end of the day, mate, they've, they've only won three games, which is the exact same match, Sheffield, and we, we've written them off. So I think they are sort of the keeping going, but the 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 fighting a losing battle, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I say I'm worried about them. I don't think. I don't. I think we'll we'll win too many games between now and the end of the season for them to catch us. When I say I worry about them, maybe if our form falls off a cliff, they might catch us. But if they're going to get out of it, they're going to catch Newcastle. And or Brighton uh, for me. Um, Brighton, I think they've just about got enough. Um, Newcastle again, interesting. I would have said they'd had enough, but now that Callum Wilson's out for I think the remainder of the season, or is it six weeks? I can't remember. Um, they're going to struggle big time without Callum Wilson. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Anyway, we had a few responses. Uh, Quilter, as mentioned, um, eight hours ago. So he's done it at the last second. That's fine. That's fine. Um, Quilter says thirty-five should be enough. Uh, but Fortet would be ideal if we beat Fulham, a bit late now, uh, and WBA, then we should be well on course to safety. Obviously, a draw against Fulham, um, which means that they're still eight points away. And as I've said, a, a win against West Brom, then that's back to 11 points. And uh, and for me, I think if we beat West Brom on Saturday, we're there. Um, Lindo says, if we get 40 points, we will be safe. Then Alan Pace uh, can get his, get his checkbook ready. Jimmy Carpenter says, I think 35 points will secure safety. The past four years, 35 points has kept teams safe. So there you go. Everyone's sort of like saying 35 would be good. Uh, 35 will probably keep you up, um, but 40 uh, is a bit more comfortable and a bit more ideal. I, th I, I, think, I think we'll finish on around 45 points, if I'm being honest. I think we've picked up so much. It, 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 I think what, Rick, the first eight games... We were dog shit. Like the first eight, and it was the same as that season when we were in Europe. We were just so bad at the start. And if you replace, the get if you get rid of them eight games and just get rid of them, and then sort of like replace them with a form, us in for the kind of form that we are now, and a points total that we're getting over the an average eight games now, we'll be knocking on door mid table. But above teams like Southampton, who according to the media have had a brilliant season, we're two points on. Of Southampton now after that draw at Fulham and in the eyes of the media Southampton have had a brilliant season they played brilliant football they're open expansive fantastic to watch Burnley you know with the, the, the runt of the Premier League litter nobody wants to watch us we're having a shit season but yet we're two two points away from Southampton so let's not always try and get fooled by the agenda um, we are I oh, think that doing okay, doing do okay. that box for you Exactly, exactly. So, and a win tonight would have seen us three points off Leeds, you know, yeah. and then a win on Saturday sees us draw level with them. But again, like I've said, it's all about a narrative when it comes to Berlin. I've said that time and time again, and I'm trying, I do it because I'm trying to make people realize. And people have messaged in now, sort of saying, You're right about that agenda, mate. Honestly, I'm going to like be head of like a tinfoil hat Burnley FC committee going, Oh, the all haters, the all haters. But it's yeah. true, it's true, they do. Anyway, moving on. Fulham game. We are fresh from the Fulham game, so there will be a lot to discuss from the Fulham game. Um, 
Yeah, well, I'll, I'll let you put your, your tuppence in then. So Burnley won, Fulham won. Go. Yeah, well, there were two obvious chances to score. To, I mean, two clear, very clear cut chances. You got the... In the, this is just in the first half, sorry. Let me let me restart that. In the first half, we had two massive chances to score. We had the long header, which is... He's got so much of a connection. I think if he'd have glazed past his face, it'd have gone in still. But yeah. he did so powerfully. It's just ballooned off him and gone over. Um, I think Ben Me, not necessarily saying because it's Ben Me, but if someone like who's playing every week, like Tarky, for example, was on the end of it, he might have had more of a chance. Uh, I think he's just gone all guns blazing at this ball and it's, it's ended up going over, unfortunately. Uh, and then you've got the J-Rod or Barnes, whoever you want to blame for not getting the foot on the end of that, where it's flashed across the face of goal. No one's got a touch on it. Absolutely dominated the first half. We battered him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our win at 2-0, maybe 3-0 up at that point, I don't know. Um, and then uh, for, for once, we came out of the second half piss poor compared to the first half. Usually I, I see as like pretty, pretty sh shit in yeah. the first half, but then come out quite good in the second half. It was the opposite today. It was it was poor. And uh, I can't remember the stat I heard now, but it was something like that's the 15th game that we've failed to score in the first half this season. Okay. And I was like, it, it was. If, it, if it's correct, it's a good start. It, um, <laughs> it was about 15 anyway. And, uh, say. It's probably fucking nowhere near, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, it was. It was definitely 15, 14 area. And um, <laughs> either way, it's quite... A, horrific start so like i said commonly we are shitting the first half come out slow starters yeah. yeah um however we didn't we didn't take the chances unfortunately now we go into the second half again in my opinion uh we it was um it was a shit goal for many a reason it, it is a corner it's come off a fallen player who's hit it against his other fallen player who could have been on ball. He's just tried to get his chest on it and get his body out of the way. Brady has got fair play to him. He, he's just stood in the only bit of the turf that's actually quicksand. So he couldn't get his feet up quick enough. Is that what and, then, and then he's fell out. Or he fell over. So it's not his fault, really. It must, it's a boggy bit of turf, that. Uh, and, yeah, he's, he's got stuck. And he just couldn't get his foot out. And it was devastating to concede that goal. That being said, what a reaction. Ashley Barnes... Similar sort of build-up and nowhere near the, the, the sort of magnitude, but passing, really good movement. Jay with the ball, um, the way he let it run, flashed across. Similar to that Wigan goal is what I was going to refer to, where yeah. we were in that championship year, where it's, it's someone down the wing, flashed across. or oh, acres of space. He's took a horrific touch as Ashley Barnes. He's actually gone under his foot. If he'd have took a good touch on that scenario, I think the keeper's got it because the keeper's committed to going right. But because he's took a shit touch, the keeper's actually now on his flat foot. Half dived. Ashley Barnes got half a goal to aim for on his left foot, and amazingly put it put it past him because it was an horrific first touch. But what a response from there! We didn't really capitalise on it, unfortunately. We we sort of slowed down if again. Yeah, if any, if anything, we went back into his shells, didn't we? Yeah, we kind of slowed down. Dwight had a an uncharacteristically quiet game. Um, seems to be, say uncharacteristically, it seems yeah, to be a lot of them this season. I thought you were going to say it, correct me on that one. But uh, I'm kind of echoing what the commentator said there, to be fair. Whether I'm echoing my own opinion, I don't know. But 
I do agree that we expect more from him. So I'll go with uncharacteristic. Yeah. Uh, we had he had an uncharacteristically poor sort of half. You could see his frustration on himself. He was losing the ball, throwing his hands around, apologising to people for not being able to pass the ball. But that that was sort of my summary of the game. There's other little parts of it we can go into after yours. Yeah, well, obviously you managed to get the second half. I'll be honest. I, I, I've watched. I have watched it. I've done. I've done the usual. Is it Footy Val? Uh, he's goal. One of them sort of sites. While I'm working, it's in the bottom corner of my, of my website uh, of my computer. So I have seen it. I want. I watched it as as closely as others. And um, I apologise for that. I was at work. Um, but I, I thought, yeah, first half we were from what I saw by far the better side. Should have been definitely should have gone in in front. Three 0 yeah. might be a bit generous, but we've had two good chances there. Um, what what annoyed me though is I've this new this new start this new expected goals stat right. It seems to be all the rage at the minute. People are basing their entire opinion on some brand new stat. Like people are spouting shout on Twitter um, just because they've heard of this new expected goals stat. Um, our expected goals stat, according to Sky Sports after the first half, was 0.4. And we had three, sorry, two very good chances. One, which was gaping. It was yeah. a gaping hole net. It was a gaping net. And 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 apart from the slight touch on the keeper, yeah. apart from the slight touch on the keeper, that's a goal. Now, I slagged Jeff at the time, I'll be honest, but the keeper gets a touch to that. So I can see why Jay's not finished it. He, he should have finished it for me. No. But I... I criticised him like mad at the time. I put on Twitter, for fuck's sake, Jay, so you've got to be finishing that. But from, from the replay that I saw at half-time, I didn't see it at the actual time, the keeper's got a touch of it, uh, touch on it and it's taken it away from him. My opinion of that one is, if you watch the ball flashed across, is it Barnes that's at the front and, and Jay's at the back? Yes. If yes. Barnes yes. was inches away from it. Or whoever at the front was inches away from it. Forgive me now, forgetting it was only five minutes ago. But whoever's at the front was inches away from it. The keeper's touched it, but he hasn't touched it backwards. He hasn't touched it further away from Jay. He's actually touched it towards the play. So, yeah, granted, he's got a touch on it, but he's not sped the ball up in any way. He's actually diverted it towards. The commentator said the exact same thing that you're saying, that, oh, the keeper's done well there. He's got a touch on it. But I don't think that touch has impeded us. I think, if anything, it could have helped us. The ball was not for Jay. If it was going to be finished by anyone, it should have been Barnes at the front post. Yeah, fair enough. Great work from Tarky, though. Yeah, <laughs> Tarky, he, he did a similar thing. He's liking getting up a bit and staying up. I've noticed he's getting a bit confident of, of the players around him, that he doesn't need to sort of truck back and, and get back. He's actually staying up and trying to win possession high up the pitch. He's actually trying to get involved in the play. Yeah, but he's doing he's doing things that possibly Southgate has said that we don't do enough of for him to get in the England squad. Well, we'll see with that, won't we? There's a couple of England squads coming up. March, I think, is the, is the next one. Uh, and then I think there's one in April. And, of course, there's obviously the Euros in the summer, um, hopefully. Um, but as long as he's wearing a claret and blue shirt, I can't see him getting anywhere near it, unfortunately. But um, that's a different debate. We've had that one already several times. Um, let's go to let's talk about that Robbie Brady incident then, because you yep. did like to say you were unlucky. You were in some boggy turf. Yep. Are, you, are you taking the piss? Well, but that where he stood on his laces. There has to be. No, a, he's, for why just, he's just not paying attention. He's just not. For, again, I'll be honest. I can't sit there and say I've seen it fifty-five times, like a lot of Burnley fans will have done. Uh, especially people that weren't working. Obviously, you weren't working in the second half, so you probably would have seen it more. I saw it at the time. I heard the talk sport commentator shout out Mark Wilson. I know him. Used to work with him. He was a very good commentator. Um, 
he was saying it's poor from Brady. I was like, right, I'll watch my stream then. Uh, my stream were about five, 10, 15 seconds behind uh, TalkSport 2, which were about a minute behind Twitter, which is infuriating when you're working. Um, and he's just, I don't, honestly, I don't know what he's done. He's sort of like gone with his left leg when he should have just stayed in the same position and blocked it. And then he's, he's obviously left footed, we know that. Um, and he's just swung at it aimlessly. And I just I just think he's not paying attention. I just think he's maybe he's gone to move out off camera, like to to, to move away, anticipating a touch off somebody else. I'm not sure. But it, it was just an absolute mess. I think, what it was. I think the ball's come in, it's hit somebody, he's thought, right, dealt with, half moved, and then realised that that same deflection is actually taking it into the goal. Because, like I said, it was as if he was stuck in mud or stood on a lace, whatever he wanted. <laughs> That banter you want to give quicksand, quicksand. He could not get his foot up quick enough for some for some reason because it didn't look like to be a complicated kick. Um, and well, with respect, you know, you got the guy here with brittle bones who, who used to have a kick about with lads. I can get my foot that high, so there must be. You, a... you can get your foot unusually high though. So, <laughs> <laughs> so True, yeah, someone who's disabled, I don't know how high you can get your foot. It's always baffled me that. But what my point is, I think that I would I would have expected myself to be able to clear that. People complaining, I saw one comment saying, oh, well, if Ben Mee were in, he'd have cleared that, but that's not Ben Mee's role. Ben Mee's not there yeah, on the Ben line. Mee wouldn't have been on the post. Ben Mee would not have been on the post. It's Lawton or it's Brady, who's ever on that front post, uh, depending on what game it is. But I'm, I'm disappointed. And... I hate to say it because I don't like to come on here and say that players because obviously if I ever bump into him in a hotel I'm going to look him in the eye but Brady kind of he's got to feel hard done to on that game because he just nothing went for him mate it's like, I'm not saying hard done to as in like the world was against that we were against him sorry but I was just thinking like it, nothing went for him he, he couldn't have done it, nothing he did went right that's what I'm trying to say it yeah, was we'll just to put a bit of context into it. He, of course, got booked. Um, he was he, he gave away sure, a, a silly free kick. Yeah, he gave away a silly free kick not long after he'd been booked. And then he's he's had that chance that he's missed that header. He, he missed the, he missed the header, missed the goal line clear. He got booked. And then five minutes after he got booked, pulled someone who'd gone past him. Now, that is a booking in any, any referee. And the bench, if Fulham, like the commentator on, the one on my stream I listened to, said, if... The Burnley, the Burnley players got uh, the Burnley bench got someone booked two minutes later, literally two minutes after the Brady one for something similar to what Brady just did, and everyone yeah. was basically going. Referees bottled it, aren't it? Because anyway, it was, it was uh, when Lawton got pushed in the face. It was it was a nothing push in the face, but the uproar from the bench and everyone around him went mad. Got a booking, so they're basically saying that if the Fulham bench had reacted in the same way, could have had Brady sent off. Then he gets dragged. Now. I called it 10 minutes before it happened. I, I said it on the... I came onto the watch along and I called it on there so the proof is there that he's going to get dragged if you're asking me because it's just one of them games where it's not going well and he's either going to get himself sent off or there's going to be another error. And unfortunately, it just weren't happening. Harsh to drag him or the right decision? Not the right... I, I wrote it. I said, in my opinion, I would I would drag him. Yeah, I, I agree. I... I... He just wasn't at the races for whatever reason. Um, I think his head's gone. And honestly, I think his head's gone. I think he's had so many injuries. And then I, I, I think what it is, he's had all these injuries. And then he had that massive one and he's coming back and then he's, he's had a setback and stuff. And, and, you know, people sit there and they say stuff like, oh, you're on 50 grand a week. It's fine. It's mentally, that's not, it doesn't matter how much you're on. 
and you, you're coming back. Obviously, I'm not a footballer, but wow. you, 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 you're coming back, and you're about to start. You know, start on the big stage again, playing Premier League football, and then something happens again. That must be so soul destroying mentally. So I don't, I, I don't fall on this um, opinion of, oh, you're a Premier League footballer, you're on forty five grand a week. You know, you should be able to deal with it. No, it, it, it's it, it's going to be difficult to deal with that sort of mental torture and to then come finally come back after what two and a half years after a massive injury and loads of complications and to start well because let's remember that he did start well we we give johnny tate a lot of shit on the watch long because johnny tate turned around and said he's not shit he's gonna be player at year this season and we gave him some shit shit that day because he was poor in that game and and he'd been and he'd been out for so long and he'd been poor for so long but then the point i brought that up because not long after that, three or four or five games after that, I remember talking to Johnny saying, tell you what, Johnny, you might be onto something here. He's playing really, really well. And he played well for like five games. And he now played, he, should- he played well, but his final ball was always the thing that stopped him having them sort of like man of the match performances or the standout individual performances. Yeah, his, his final ball's never been there since he's come back. His final ball has never been there. Unfortunately for him, whatever's happened at the minute, do you know what it boils down to? This is a, a, a clear case of trying too hard. He's not doing things to his natural ability. He's trying too hard to do everything perfect or too more than he probably would do to either prove a point to himself or prove a point to the manager. But he, it, for me, is trying too hard and it's not natural football because that the way he kicked that ball on the line, the way he's getting himself booked, uh, the final ball because his touch is too heavy, it's like he's, he's just... He's like he's on pins all the time, like trying to do a million things at once. He just needs to relax and trust himself maybe more. But tonight was possibly the worst Brady performance I've ever seen. I genuinely believe if we had decent backup and decent squad depth, I genuinely believe he would not pull that Burnley shirt on again. I think he'd go to Celtic in the summer and we'd never see him again because of how bad he was tonight and how bad he's been so far. Johnny Tate's going to ring me up as soon as he hears this. Yeah, you talking shit. But I, honestly, I, I think that would be it for him. It, it was that bad tonight. That one thing that Johnny Tate's just come out with as well, that he believes that we are now making Brady the new Jeff Hendrick, the scapegoat in, in brackets. Mm. Um, I, I don't believe that. I always actually said, a minute, you, you could have you divided the Burnley fans because they either loved or hated Hendrick. Because you either appreciated that he actually did a role, and that was me. I was the one that said, you know what, we need players like Henry. Like I said about Court, like I said about. I'd, I'd rather have Hendrick on the pitch than Brady. Fair enough, but then with Brady, I, I can't see there's a Marmar decision here. This is simply for me. People want John, Johnny is the one positive. Yeah, people want him to do well. Fair enough, but of course, yeah, of course, I want him to do well. But it is at the end of the day, is not playing well at the minute. I'd, I'd love it if we got prime Robbie Brady back, uh, and and you know when he first signed in it, his debut when he scored that free kick against Chelsea. I was thinking about it tonight, just before while I was setting up for the podcast. I remember when he scored that free kick against Chelsea. I came off the turf and I and I tweeted or put on my Facebook status something like that. I just put something tells me I'm going to like Robbie Brady. Uh, Robbie Brady. And that's that's how much promise he had. He did so well at Norwich before we signed him, and you know he started well here, and it's just. Because of the injuries, I'm happy to say it is because of the injuries, but it just hasn't gone well. He started well, had the injuries, not gone well. And now he just is... Celtic would be a good fit for him. And even then, I think it, 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 I don't think it'd last very long there. I think eventually he'd just end up 
retiring early or something like that. that that's my guess. Unless unless something like going to Celtic will give him a new lease of life, a new chapter, that sort of vibe. But I don't know. I've, I think he's got years in him left. I, I think maybe one one for me. He's out of he's dead now. Now is that the way we play football? Like, no, is that the way that we are set up? Is maybe he, he might he might he might be absolutely fantastic in a lead side that don't need to defend. Exactly, he might be uh, you know an incredible winger who just runs up and down the wings and, and tries to have a shot every now and again. But for the Burnley squad as we are that. We haven't got the intricate passing available. However, that being said, Jay Rodriguez, when Brownhill came on, Jay Rod, Brownhill, McNeil in this sort of triangle at the bottom left-hand corner, almost created two chances in five minutes because of the way they were passing the ball about. And that were that were refreshing to see. But it's not the way we play on a general consensus. No, and I don't like seeing Brownhill on the right. Um, but I think after tonight and after JBG, he's out for minimum six months. It, six weeks, sorry. It always is with Goodmanson. Um, I think that's uh, Brownhill's position now for the next six weeks. I'd rather have him in the middle, if I'm being honest, uh, but we don't have somebody to go on the right. So I think it makes perfect sense to have Westy and Cork in the middle now and Brownhill on the, on the right, but I do think he's wasted a little bit. Um, in the, that as a negative. No, I, 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 not necessarily negative. I just think I, I, it will be a po- I'd rather have him there than Brady at the minute. So it's a positive in that sense. I, I saw someone comment they'd rather have Lawton and Bardsley as well. But in right mid, mm-hmm. Lawton in right mid, Bardsley back. What over Brady? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because obviously they've got missing the injury. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I don't want to slag Brady off too much. I think I've no, I'm not saying that. Sorry, I'm just echoing other. Options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I don't want to necessarily go and sit there and agree with that. Is what I, what, what, what I'm saying. Um, but we'll move on. Um, at, at the end of the day, obviously it finished one-one. Fair result in the end. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a better result for us, of course, than it is for them, isn't it? Yeah, they needed to win. They they put themselves in that position now of must wins on games like this. Uh, we're we're in a comfortable position for once, where we can say, you know, it's just we're not desperately looking to climb the table. We're desperately looking to stay in the Premier League, and not getting beat in these games is more important than than we're probably giving it credit for. Yeah, I think, like, like I said earlier, you, you keep Fulham at bay with eight points because that, that's the main stat. It, we are eight points away from the drop. That is that is all we need to keep. It doesn't matter how many points we are on. It, it matters how many points we are away from 17th. Uh, sorry, 18th. Uh, and at the minute, it's eight points. Uh, and, and that's and that's a good thing. Um, disappointing to see the last 10, 15 minutes, though, where it was just pretty much all Fulham. But uh, that was the vibe on the, on the, on the hashtags. Uh, and Twitters uh, and socials, um, but in a game where a draw is a good result for us and it's not a decent enough result for Fulham, and they need to win, it's always going to end up like that, isn't it? Mentally, that's always how it's going to happen. You're just naturally going to sit back, they're naturally going to push on. But I think we dealt with it pretty much perfectly. Honestly, in the majority of it, even though it sounds like Fulham did the more sort of threatening presses, they it was a horrific to watch, mate. Yeah, I'm telling you now. There was long balls, it was headers, it was misplaced passes, it was them trying to run through and we tackled them, us trying to keep hold of the ball for two seconds after that and losing it or kicking out of play. It was 15 minutes of chaos as opposed to Fulham really sort of putting it to us. It really wasn't that clear cut as sort of Fulham were the better team at that point. 
Yep, fair enough. Um, of course, this is only where I bring the fan reaction in, but of course, the game has literally just happened. It happened at the time of recording three hours ago. Uh, so there's no fan reaction at this point. But as I mentioned earlier, uh, if you do want to be on the full and fan reaction, there's still time. Send in your reactions um, to turfcastpodcast at gmail.com. Um, or if you know me on WhatsApp, uh, just if you have me on WhatsApp, sorry, just send it on WhatsApp. Or if you just follow the page on social media, send it to. Uh, our Twitter page, send it to our, our Twitter page and we can get it off there. It's hard work, but we'll do it for you. Um, and then you can be on the, the match reaction, which will be released probably tomorrow around 8pm, but I'm working again. Um, but I can I can do a fan reaction on the sly um, on my laptop, to be honest. Um, up next, we'll just have a quick look at the West Brom game. Um, I know we don't go into, the, into these in too much detail now, uh, simply because I was doing a... Um, a pre-game show. There won't be a pre-game show this week, I'm going to be honest. I'm working every single day until Saturday now. So I will be available for the watch-along. Simon, are you available for the West Brom watch-along? I think or so, yeah. doing I'm, a hair lav? I'm not doing a hair lav. I am due for about three minor operations next week, so I'll let you know if one okay. of them falls on a Saturday. Okay. Fingers I crossed. Friday. You found out Friday. It should be all right. I would presume it's going to be next working week, but as, I I don't, I, 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 yeah, I don't know how operations work. Um, but yeah, West Brom coming up then. Another, let's be honest, big game. We lose it. We're not up shit creek like we would have been if we'd have lost a Fulham game. I'd rather us lose the West Brom game than the Fulham game. Um, but I honestly, with Ben Me back, um, Brownell on the wing rather than uh, rather than Brady. Obviously, I'd rather have JBG there. And then Brown in the middle for, for Coco Wester, if I'm being honest. But players are coming back, is my point. The main player is coming back, Ben Mee. So it, it should be in a very good position uh, to win this game. And, and of course, it's obviously a big game again. Yeah, this is a different type of game to the Fulham game. Now, granted that Fulham are in a better position than West Brom, but West Brom have an attacking threat that I would consider a threat against Burnley. So that you just said there with Ben Mee being back is a massive plus point because if you can stop them from scoring, the odds against West, West Brom are you are going to score against them because they're pretty shit. I mean, they've got Johnson who saves a ridiculous amount of saves. Now, yeah, he's a very good goalkeeper. He's a I, 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 good goalkeeper. I'd like to think where they would be without him. I think exactly. they'd be rock bottom, even miles away from Sheffield United. They, they are very yeah. poor without him. Top, top keeper, probably putting himself in a position to take over Henderson in that third spot of England at the minute. That's how, how good I think he is. But What about Darlow at Newcastle? We'll just quickly get on that. I think he's Darlow. he's next in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, fair enough. Good debate. Fuck Darlow right there. Johnson <laughs> or uh, Eaton, if he were playing. But, um, Tell you what, when West Brom go down, we'll have Johnson. He can sit up bench for a year, then Port can go Man United afterwards. There you go. Yeah, well, whichever way, but... Johnson's that good that it, they'd probably be getting beat 4-5 every single game. They are shipping shots against them for fun. They they, they do not sort of nullify teams. What, what We don't create that many chances, so it'd be a, a good little contest for us to get some goals. But they do have threats up front. I've watched them play a few games. You know, I watched them against United, mate. They put that with the best performance in a long time. Uh, but United still had three or four chances where you think, fucking hell, he should have scored there. Yeah. So, even though that was 1-1, you know, an, an on-form United should have scored. And it's not like I'm saying United are uh, comparing us to United and saying we should create as many chances as them, but the chances they missed were 
Burnley would have put them away. That's how ridiculous it were. So I do think that they're they're a different sort of um, beast now that we have to consider. But I do think that we are we're more than capable of beating them with Ben Me at the back. Yeah. Um, predictions. Two 0 Burnley. Oh fuck off! I'm going to say two 0 Um, I'll say three one then. Say three one. You said two 0 no, I don't want to say. I don't want to go the same as you. I'm going to say three-one. I'm going to say I'd be very surprised to see Burnley score three goals, forgetting that we've literally just done that against Crystal Palace. Um, yes, Palace were shit, and I do think West Brom are mm, just as bad as them at the back. They haven't had um, the Allardyce effect, have they? No, that's what I was saying earlier, weren't I? When they first come in, I thought, oh, there might be more chances staying up, but he's done absolutely nothing there for me. Um, they had a, they had a couple of results early on. It's not worked. He's um, not even I do think they'll go down. Well, I, 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 I'm not sure what the crack is there. Maybe they, maybe they promised him more money than 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 he's got in the end. I'm not sure, but it hasn't worked. And West Brom will go down. Sheffield United will go down. Fulham probably will go down. If it's not Fulham, I'm very confident at the minute it's not going to be Burnley. If we lose against West Brom, I might change my mind because then we've got Tottenham next after that, and then a few tough games, I think. Um, but I think we'll beat West Brom, and I think the gap will then be potentially 11 points, but Fulham have Sheffield United at the weekend. So, tell you what, if we beat Tottenham, I know that's for another podcast, but fucking someone will be at Job Centre at weekend after that. Yeah, well, it'd be good to good to see him get sacked. I don't mind Jose, to be fair, so I'm not saying it like that. I, I actually quite like, I really like Jose, to be fair. I think, for, for me, uh, he was he's one of the best managers Obviously, there's, there's Fergie in, uh, in the Premier League era. Uh, there's, there's Fergie and, and then there's uh, there's Jose and obviously there's Pep as well. But and obviously Klopp now, I suppose you can put Klopp in a similar sort of bracket underneath them. Obviously, Fergie's far and away the best. Um, but but he's talked about as one of the best managers. And, and I like his personality as well. I love the fact that he always has a media on strings. It, it, I, I, I love him. I think he's class. Um, but it's always good to see... Um, Burnley stick one on a team and then sack the manager the week after because they're so distraught that they've lost a little old shitty Burnley. Uh, I honestly, when we beat United at Old Trafford, I thought I thought Ollie would have been sacked, but obviously. How much do you miss though being on the turf for games like that? We sacked him. <laughs> yeah, that was class, wasn't it? <laughs> and obviously, it's it's nearly a year now. I, I can't remember the exact date of the Tottenham game. The Tottenham one-one was the last game at turf. And I was thinking again about this earlier when I'm at work. I don't do much. I just think and. I was like, did you, you ever at any point in your life think that you would go a year without going on the turf? It's just mad, isn't it? No, a no, full no. year. It doesn't feel like a year at all. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like I haven't been on it for a year. We, I tell you what, everyone who's listening to the podcast and watching it on Facebook, well, we, we need ideas for a year anniversary of no turf, like where we all get together or something and we all like, did a watch along on, on. I've I've got an idea, to be honest. I have yeah. got an idea. And I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you off air because people will steal it. So I'll tell you on COD later or, or on a text. Um, I have got an idea. Um, I'm not sure it'll work on a vodcast, but it'll definitely work on a podcast. Um, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, I have got an idea. Uh, but anyway, that's that's pretty much it. We've done the Palace game, we've done the Fulham game. We've both predicted wins in the West Brom game. Uh, is there anything else you want to add? No, mate. I've, shout out to Simon uh, Marus again, who rang me today. He said, always enjoys. He said, oh, it's very strange listening to your voice. I said, why is that, mate? He says, because usually when I listen to it, I'm nodding off in bed. So I'm like, well, nodding off in bed. Yeah, well, I'm, glad listen- we, I'm glad we bore you to sleep, Simon. We, we, we are in sort of, uh, you know, when you put your Netflix on to go to sleep to. Yeah, but that's what we—that's what we are doing. 
Yeah, we, we are well, fair enough. Well, well, Simon, if you're listening to this, I hope you have a, a very nice sleep and it's all relaxing and uh, uh, wake up in the morning. Thoughts. Yes, <laughs> wake up in the morning feeling refreshed and energetic. There you go. I'm going to start a new sleep podcast just for yeah, Simon. Deep bassy tones. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Um, but yeah, we'll be back for the fan reaction later today if you're listening on Thursday we'll be back for the next live on Saturday uh, for the West Brom game I am available for this one big shout out to Johnny and Kieran again for doing the um, Fulham game uh, Simon's probably available um, so Johnny will probably be available and now it's our decision do we have Kieran back or not we'll have to decide um, Kieran's been messaging me on Facebook get me involved more mate and I've told him your first backup so we'll see depends if Jared don't want to do it Kieran um, but we'll see. I'll text about and we'll find out where you are. But Kieran, thank you very much for, for doing it. Johnny, thank you very much for having it. And Simon, thank you very much for coming on this week's podcast. We'll be back next Thursday if you're just a fan of the podcast as well. But please check us out on YouTube and on Facebook and on Twitter and on TikTok. We're on everything. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.